Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stovar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode number 15. My name is Bowie Stover, my pronouns are they, them. And it's plopping awesome to have you join me today. So this show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. So in this episode... I want to take you through a deeper look at moving your body safely at home. See, we all share some common issues, and this is because we all tend to spend a lot of time sitting. And while we're all isolating, this is likely to have increased in so many people. We can't get up and move about the way that we usually would. We're not in our usual workplace. We're not following those usual routines that we would. So being home, we are just in a smaller space with just nowhere to go. And so we're sitting a lot. And regardless of who you are, sitting creates a bunch of issues in the body. So we weren't designed to sit the way we do in chairs for like extended periods of time. Our bodies in general are designed to be upright and either walking or jogging for extended periods of time. And this is because back in the prehistoric days, back in the cave people times, when we would have to go out and we would look for food and we would spend... Something like 12 hours a day just moving around, searching for food and doing foraging type activities, whatever it is that the people did back then. I mean, I don't know if anyone really knows, but theoretically, this is what <laughs> this is what is presumed to have been. So we were moving about. We didn't have chairs. We didn't sit for long periods of time because if we sat for long periods of time, we didn't have enough food. And then, you know. You don't have food, not good thing happen, not good things happen to you. <laughs> so our bodies were designed and evolved to be how they are, to be upright. It's why we have butts the way we have butts. And I know I've talked about our butts before being the, the whole the whole reason why we have our upright posture. I mean you could look at monkeys as an example, because they are said to be our closest animal relative. But they move on all fours. And if you look at them physically, like they can stand upright on their feet for periods of time, but they don't have butts like we have butts. So it's an advantage that we have. Our butts make us the way that we are. (laughs) Who would have thought butts could have so much purpose? (laughs) So when we sit, though, what we are doing is limiting the use that we give to the muscles in our butts to stabilize and the more we are giving for the muscles in the fronts of our legs to become tight and when one muscle group is tight its opposing muscle group must be loose so that we can have some functionality in the body. So being that technology has kind of influenced how we work even in our daily lives when we're not in isolation with that focus on sitting more It can cause our bodies to have some tightness in areas where it wouldn't usually. So when we look at getting more active by, you know, walking or adding some structured movement to our week, we can wind up in some trouble because our bodies just aren't used to being in other positions. So when we go from being less active to more active, it's really common for people to jump right in and do a bunch of big movements 
that uh, they may not be used to for as many days as a row in a row as they can because you know when you when you're feeling motivated and excited and you're like yes this is it I'm going to start moving more I'm going to set my goal I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and first thing I do is I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to go and do a training session I found this great person on YouTube or I've decided that I saw this post on Instagram and it said to do this so that's what I'm going to do so we jump up and we go all in and it's something that I've seen in so many people and it's something that so many people have trained over the the multitude of years that I've been coaching people they've all at one point or another engaged in starting training in that way it's like this big all in I have to do everything all at once this person's doing that full squat to maximum range I'm going to do that and when we're not accustomed to that and when our bodies aren't actually functioning to the best that they can and what I mean by that is that we have muscles that some of them are a bit sleepy and a bit sluggish and they're not doing their jobs and we have some muscles that are too tight and they're doing too many jobs and we've got this combination and what happens then is we go straight into doing some big big stuff and we're asking those sleepy muscles to do work that they're not really good at doing because they get a bit sluggish then we end up straining ourselves we end up really sore and you may do you know you may you may get like two or three sessions in and then not be able to move for a week and a half because you've become so stiff and so sore and so tight and that doesn't help you (laughs) because it's gonna well one be so uncomfortable when it's not necessary to be that uncomfortable I mean training is designed to give you some discomfort if you can't move for a week or so after you've done a training session that's not doing you any benefit and contrary to what the fitness industry talks about we're saying no pain no gain and you know blah 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 all of that sort of stuff if you're too sore to move your body then you're not going to be able to move your body regularly and when you can't move your body regularly you're just not going to get the benefits that movement can give you because it happens so sporadically that your body doesn't have time to start building those adaptions consistently right so when we jump right in you may feel good for a few days but then you're waking up and you've got a sore back or a sore neck or sore hips or calves and you've never experienced it before and it's definitely not that ah oh, I feel used type of sore it's like oh my gosh I can't stand up or sit down type sore or more of a ow oh, I feel like I've damaged something type sore and that's really not going to help us so because when we're suddenly asking our muscles that aren't used to lengthening much at all to suddenly start lengthening that's when we cause trouble we see sitting Sitting causes our muscles to be more used to being kind of crunched up and tight. So we're shortening the muscles in the front of our legs, the muscles across the front of our chest and in the front of our shoulders. They start to crunch over and shorten and we kind of end up in this little tight ball. So it's really important when you begin to move your body to do it gradually. And I know that doesn't sound like fun and it doesn't doesn't go with what so many of the messages out there put out by other trainers and by the fitness industry says to do and it can be really easy when you are feeling motivated I said to want to just jump in and smash out everything you can and I know so many people have done that and I've done that back when I first started training before I became a trainer I'd 
tried out some training sessions. It was um, boot camps. I tried out some boot camps. And I remember doing the sessions. And I mean, at that time, I thought I was pretty great. I was <laughs> I was not. I know I've shared with you that my thoughts of who I was and the actual reality of who I was physically were two very different things. And I jumped in and I did a few boot camp sessions and I felt terrible and I couldn't move. And I didn't end up staying at them for very long because I didn't feel motivated to do it when I couldn't spend the rest of my days moving around with comfort. And it wasn't worth that trade-off for me. Now, last week I spoke about stretching. I think I've spoken about stretching more than just last week. (laughs) You're probably going to get sick of hearing me talk about stretching, but stretching is your best friend. And I know that it's not always the funnest activity and it can be uncomfortable and, you know, a little bit boring. But when you begin to move your body or or trying to move your body in different ways, it's super helpful. But stretch alone is not enough. So it's great for relaxation. But if we want to practice some more intense movements, we need to couple that stretch with some activation of the muscles. Because... Activating our muscles is really important. It works as a kind of a reset for our muscles uh, to remember how they can move and function. So when we spend a long time kind of seated, we get tight through the fronts of our hips, we get rounded in the fronts of our shoulders, get tight in our chest, our muscles begin to get used to being in that position. So when they get used to being in that position, that's the go-to position for them and it's not where they're supposed to be so when we stretch and we stretch our muscles out and we lengthen them up and they're like oh wow actually I can I can do this this is amazing and they stretch out and it's really great and for a short period of time you might even find that they stay quite loose but then give it a day or so and suddenly they're getting tight and tight and tight and you're back to that position where you were so stretch is really great because it's kind of like it's going to wipe the memory of the muscle it's going to be like hey muscle look what you can actually do and the muscle's going to go holy shit look what i can do but then we use activation so we get those muscles to engage and do a little bit of work in that new stretched out position and that kind of resets the memory of the muscle for where it thinks it can be and all of a sudden it's like I've worked in this position. I've gotten signals from the brain coming down to all the muscle fibers and not just some of them because sometimes the messages, the less we move our muscles, sometimes the little messages that our brain sends to our muscles, some of them just get lost along the way. So we don't necessarily have a full signal come to all of our muscles in a certain muscle group when we want to move it. And that means that some areas of our muscle group is going to work more than others because some of them just didn't get the message. (laughs) So when we stretch and then we activate we're making sure that we're clearing all those pathways all those neural pathways so that the messages that our brain is sending down to our little muscle fibers are all going to get through and all of a sudden all of those muscle fibers are getting the full message and they're all like oh yes we're going to move in this particular way right oh this is great and then what happens is the muscles like okay this is how i am this is how i can be and the more regularly we stretch and activate the more we really solidify that memory in the muscle of this is actually how it sits. So we stop being so tight. We start to be able to open up our muscles. We start to be able to stretch them out. We start to be able to, when we want to engage our muscles or move our bodies, we're going to have all of those little muscle fibers in the muscle group doing their job. This is a really important thing, especially when you're going to start 
bringing movement into your day because we can't just jump straight into big movements when we don't have everything moving and stretching and talking to each other the way it should. So over time, your muscles adapt to moving more. And this is a great thing. So this means that you can increase your level of exertion. But keeping up stretch and mobility work is super important because that kind of keeps those neural pathways clear. It keeps the muscles understanding that there's a position that they can be in that's not so tight and not so scrunched up. And the more we move our bodies, the more our, our bodies adapt to those movements, which in turn, like I said, means you can add more load and then you can start to exert more and you can start to challenge your body in new ways. But when we first start and our body is not used to this, it can actually cause you quite a bit of trouble. And I'm pretty sure you're going to get sick of hearing me say this, but stretch and mobility are pretty much the key entry point to introducing physical activity to your life. See, because we all sit so much, it causes so much tightness in our hip flexors. So these are the muscles in the front of our hips and in our pectoral muscles, which is the muscles that run across the front of our shoulders and across our chests. So having tightness in these two areas throws our whole body out of whack. And we end up kind of hunched over with rounded shoulders and our legs feel like they're not necessarily able to straighten completely out. And you may... Notice if you're someone who suffers from like neck pain, shoulder pain, upper back pain, headaches, that could be because you're actually, when you sit, your shoulders roll forward and you're a bit tight through the front. Or alternatively, you could be someone who experiences hip pain, lower back pain, knee pain, or ankle instability. This really often comes from hip flexors to the front of the hips. Or you could be someone that experiences a combination of both. And when we're in this situation and then we go, I need to get more active. We jump right into something. This is when this is when the trouble can happen. So how can you get active while supporting your body to move better and avoiding injury? Because that is what we all want, right? We all want to be able to move our bodies as best that we can in the ways that we are able. Because not everyone is going to be able to move their body the same way. We all have different ways that we can function and they are all due to different things. It could be from injuries. It could be from the way that our bodies are made, that just some of our joints function differently. So when we want to look at how we can begin moving our body first, we need to look at the habits that we're doing that can be causing a lot of this tightness. So for a lot of us, we're at the moment sitting a lot more, we're at home all the time and we might be feeling stiff, we might be feeling tight. So what you can do is start taking breaks through the day where you can spend a couple of minutes not sitting and just moving your body and walking through the fridge or the toilet does not count. <laughs> Getting up for that snack does not count as moving your body because you're just going to go grab the snack, you're probably going to go and just going to sit straight back down. So just taking a moment, standing up, stretching out, moving your arms around, seeing if you can wiggle your hips a bit, really kind of stretch your arms out in front of you. Just move your bodies, explore the ways you can move your body. Great way to start because it all starts with changing the things that are causing that tightness to begin with. You could also add a couple of walks to your week. I know that where I am in Australia and I think across the whole of Australia, one of the things that we have been allowed to do, even though we've been socially isolating, is go for walks. We've been allowed to go outside for exercise. So if you're someone who's able to go for a walk, add a one or two walks to your week. Really great way to help get you moving. And it doesn't have to be intense. It doesn't have to be a long walk. Seriously, you can start with a 15-minute walk. But 
It's a really amazing way to introduce some movement into your day. You can start looking at what classes are around that you can pop in that are more of like that group coaching session. There's lots of them on YouTube. I know I've shared them with you. There's ones that I do on Facebook. They're free. You can jump in, follow them along. There's a bunch of other trainers I've seen on Instagram doing really rad stuff as well. Now, it's great to jump into one of those classes, but you really, really want to find one where they do take time to focus on mobility at the start. You don't want to be going into a class that's jumping straight into just a lot of big movements without spending a good 15 minutes at the start on just getting your body warmed up and moving and stretched out. Jumping straight into something that is high intensity may seem exciting and fun at the time, but it may be best left until you've been a little bit more active for a little while because we need to remember starting movements safely is really important. So we need to begin with basic movements. See, there are some pretty badass looking movements out there. They're really impressive. When you see trainers doing all sorts of really rad movements, whether it's with weights, whether it's without weights, like as calisthenics, people can just come up and do handstands or, you know, really impressive body balancing on things and squatting epic weights or you know bench pressing big things like all of those are really amazing movements but they take time and it's really important when you start moving to not try and jump straight into those bigger stuff but to start with the basics see even though there are some pretty rad moves out there and over time they can be totally achievable for you your training needs to start by building a strong base So what do I mean by that? So building a strong base means getting good at your functional movements because this is what everything stacks on top of. So you might be wondering what the plop is a functional movement. (laughs) Well, these are movements that pretty much every exercise you ever do will fall into one of these groups, um, whether the exercise is at its introductory standard movement or whether it's at a progressed level to be something quite fancy. And these movements are squats, a hip hinge, like a deadlift or a kettlebell swing, a lunge, it's like a lunge step, a push movement, like push-ups or um, overhead presses, a pull movement, like pull-ups, or a carry, like farmer's walk. So these squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull, carry. These six categories of movement are the key areas of movement that our bodies can function within. So developing the basics with these creates the building blocks for quality movement with everything that you do. So these are the movements that really set that base on how your training is going to be long-term because you've mastered the basics. The basics are so important. The basics may look boring, but they're important. If you imagine a pyramid and think of your training as you're building a pyramid. Pyramids always start with a big, strong, wide base, and then everything is stacked higher and higher on top of that. You need a really strong base so that you can move your body long-term. Because I'm sure that's what we all want to be able to do, is in some way be able to move our bodies to help us feel good, not just for a short time, not just, you know, as stupid fitness industry says with, you know, get fit for summer because, you know, bodies are seasonal, aren't they? Jeez. (laughs) 
So when we look at moving, we're looking long term because it's long term that we want to have these benefits of feeling better within ourselves, being able to have our bodies align with our identities, with feeling just more energized, with being happy to be us. And movement is not about, you know, getting that cookie cut ripped body either. We can move in so many ways and it has nothing to do with toning or losing weight. It's about connecting with ourselves. But to do that long term, we need to start with that solid base. We need to learn the basics and then we build everything from there. So I've got to earn our right to move. We spend so long sitting, you know, we as kids, it's like, you know, kids run around, they play, they play, they play. They're always active. Kids do stuff that I am always in awe of because they are so strong and they can do some really cool stuff like skipping. <laughs> skip for hours. I can skip for like two minutes and I'm exhausted. <laughs> but kids move their bodies in every way that they possibly can. And then we get to school and we're told to sit down and stop moving and we spend um, like, what, tw- how many years in school? Like 12 years in school, sitting at a desk, not moving. So we go from discovering all the amazing ways we can move our bodies to then losing all of that because 12 years of sitting at a desk is only training our bodies to tighten and lose functionality. So when we decide to start moving when we're older, we've got to start from when we were as a six-year-old, when we had told to sit down and not move our bodies, right? So we're right back at that starting point of having to earn the ability to move, to explore how we can move. However, what we've usually had happen in that period of inactivity is uh, like injuries, imbalances in our muscles, which has caused wearing in our joints in different ways. So we've got all these little dysfunctions and stuff that we've got to contend with as well. So this is why it's so important when we start moving to really build with the basics because we want to be safe long-term and we, we want to be able to get to a point where we can move our bodies in an abundance of different ways that feel good for us and that we're capable of doing and know that it's going to be safe. So there's a reason why the standard movements, the classics, the ones that are always around and have always been around, like squatting, deadlifts, push-ups, pull-ups, lunge steps, heavy carries. There's a reason why they've always been around in the training world when it comes to exercise and they've never faded off. Like you've got fads, training fads that come and go over time. So there's a reason they have stuck around and it's because they are the building blocks of everything you will ever do with training. So when we approach training, we need to look at what works and what's worked for as long as training has been around and we start there. But we don't start there with like the big weights. We start there by learning the movement pattern. And once we develop that movement pattern, then we can start adding weight or then we can uh, start adding some more dynamic movements to it, whether it's more of explosive movements and, and stuff like that. Now, I know this may also sound a bit dull because it's not a lot of messaging that's put out there by a lot of the training uh, trainers or fitness industry. It's not about that. They don't necessarily take that moment to step back and be like, well, what are you actually capable of doing? Because the fitness industry pumps stuff out that's really cookie cut and assumes that everyone is functional, assumes everyone is able to move their bodies to a full range of movement and that everyone is at a stand as some sort of baseline fitness level that doesn't take into account so many different factors in people's lives. 
So it's really fitness industry is designed for people who are already quite active and fit. And that's just not the case. That is not most people. And when that's all that's on offer, I can see how it can be really challenging to see that there's an alternative to that or understand that just because that's all that's out there, that doesn't mean it's the best option out there. And there are some trainers out there who are doing really amazing stuff and they do understand that starting gradually, starting with the basics, learning these functional movements is the most important thing. There's a few of us out there and they are the people to follow because that's where you're going to learn the most important stuff. And it's not always <laughs> it's not always the glorious stuff and that's the thing with moving our bodies. It's not it's not all like glorious movements and really impressive stuff. It's all the little stuff. It's practicing consistently all the little stuff, working on your squat, you know, working on that hip hinge with your deadlift, working on building your push-ups, like really small things. And over time, they are the movements that really benefit the body. And you, of course, there's more advanced versions of them. You can go to squatting with single leg squats of a multitude of variations. You can do single leg deadlifts. You can do single hand push-ups. <laughs> like all these variations of exercises that do increase the intensity so that once you've mastered that basic standard movement, you can keep on building and keep on building strength because see, our body adapts over time. So to start with, we need to allow our body to adapt to a movement before we progress. We can't just have every workout, a different movement all the time, every time, because our body never actually has time to adapt to a specific movement pattern, gain the strength it needs, gain the uh, muscle tone that is required to stabilize in that position before moving on. And a lot of group class sessions out there can be like that. They're not necessarily going to focus around working on the one thing. And I honestly see why. It's not, it's not always the funnest stuff. <laughs> see, one of the things I've heard so much over all the years that I've been a trainer is that someone can't stick to the basic because they get bored. <laughs> it's like it's so repetitive. It's like, yes, this is training. Training is all about repetition. Now, as a segue, I do respect that some folks are neurodiverse and are challenged by repetitive actions, and they do struggle to focus on a session for an extended period of time. And I get that. And there are always workarounds for people in those circumstances. But for neurotypical folks out there, when it comes to this story that they need to be doing something different every time, just remember, that is a message that is spread by the fitness industry that wants to funnel you into a gym where you are just a number, where they just use you and your desire to change your lifestyle, to change your body. And they just want you in there without really wanting to support you. Because if they wanted to support you, they would take the time to develop classes that would support all of your needs. And that's just not the case. The fitness industry doesn't do that. They're like... Variety, you need a different training session every time. Training needs to be fun. Training always has to be different. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, that is not true. And like, well, variety is great. And our bodies, like I said, do adapt over time. So it is possible to add variety. But you need consistency in specific movements for a certain period of time to develop your body to be strong in those ways before you move on. You need to give your body that time to develop that. 
And that is where real progress is made. So if you are someone who says, you know, well, I have to have a different training session every week because otherwise it's boring, please just take a moment and understand that the benefits of real training come from that repetition. And maybe that understanding will help you to stick to it a bit more because that's how you're going to learn to move your body without injuring yourself. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the most important thing is, like, you don't want to get injured. You want to be able to move, but you don't want to hurt yourself. So you've got to start at the start. And that is the start. <laughs> start is with the basics. Start is repeating the basics over and over again until you get them down. It's mastery. And then once you've got that down, then you move on to something different. Otherwise, you are not just, you're just not going to get the benefit there. So if you have physical limitations that stop you from moving your body in certain ways, there are ways that you can explore how you are able to move your body and begin there. So figuring out just one thing is perfect to start. You can think to yourself, am I able to comfortably move my upper body? So if the answer is yes, it's like, okay, could I push something? Could I pull something? Can I carry something? So exploring what you could perhaps have, even if it's something at home that you could push with. So say push-up, for example, can you do an incline push-up from your kitchen counter? I suppose to start. Can you lay on your back holding something that's a little bit of weight um, um, over your chest and push it straight up? Boom. Push movement, right? So you don't even have to be standing for these things. But exploring ways that you can move your body within your means is so important because there are going to be ways that you can move your body. And that is a great place to start because you'd be surprised at how building something in one area can actually start to shape change in your whole body. So let's say you can't push something, but you can pull something. Can you then get a bag? You know, the reusable shopping bags, they're great for this. Reusable shopping bag, plop some books in it or something like that. Rest one hand on the kitchen counter. Step one foot forward and one step back. And then with your free arm, lean down, grab that handle and pull that handle up until your fingers come to your ribs. Put it back down to the ground. Bring it up, hand up to your ribs, put it back down to the ground. Boom. You are pulling something. You are doing a bent row. You are pulling something. Therefore, you are going to be developing some back strength, which is really great for posture. And that is going to be a huge benefit. So finding the little things. Can you stand and just hold your reusable shopping bag, one in each hand, a few books in each one, and just stand and hold that or perhaps carry it a lap of your kitchen? You're doing a carry. You know, finding those little things is really important. Now, say your upper body is some way, something that causes you some discomfort. Say you've got shoulder issues. Shoulder issues are really common. Shoulders are a big, big moving joint. They move in every direction possible. Very common to have had them dislocated or have impingements and all sorts of stuff like that. They're a very free moving joint that can get hurt. So if you are someone who has troubles with your shoulders, troubles with your neck, maybe you can look at some lower body movements that you may be comfortable of doing. So that could be a squat, it could be a hip hinge, which is like a deadlift, or it could be a lunge. Now, as I said, you don't have to be able to stand up to do these. You can sit down to do stuff. You could lay on your back. Let's say for a squat, for example, say you can't do a squat currently from standing, but can you lay on your back and bring your knees up to your chest? 
You know, even if you have to hold the meal with your hands. You know what? If you can do that, you're squatting, friend. You're just in a different position. You're just not on your feet. But that is exactly the position that a squat gets you in. So you can work on your squat that way. Finding those little things. It's really exciting because when we start exploring how we can move our bodies that have nothing to do with those generic ways that we are told are the only ways to do it, we have so many more avenues of movement available to us. Could you even sit on a chair and tuck one knee up towards your chest at a time? You're doing it. Could you stand in front of a chair, push your butt right back and sit down and then stand up? You're deadlifting. That's a hip hinge. Wow. (laughs) Starting with these basics, starting with these fundamental movements and these building blocks, and you can incorporate these into your everyday life, not even as a training session, just in everyday movements to help you get moving so that then when you're doing an exercise, whether it's a class or something that you've found on Instagram or a post from a trainer that you follow, you're already incorporating these fundamental movements. So you're already building on them. You're building them up just in your everyday life. And that's a super important thing because training these movements doesn't have to happen just in a training session. You can add them into everything that you do. And the more you can repeat them through the day, just as a standard thing, the more you're going to develop strength, the more you're going to be supporting your body overall and getting things to switch on and talk to each other and stretch out and remember that they can stretch out, the more benefit you're going to have on your body. So I guarantee you there's going to be some way that you can move and then just explore it. Add it into your day however you can. Hip hinging for sitting down is a really great one. It's actually how I learned to kettlebell swing because I was so terrible at it. I was not allowed to have a bell because I would have injured myself and my trainer got to the point and they were just like, Bowie, sit down on the chair. But as you do it, reach your, so push your butt back. And as you go to sit down, reach your hands down between your legs, just above your knees and tap the front of the chair and then sit down. You can do that, then you're hip hinging. Every time you sit down, I want you to practice that. So I did. (laughs) Every single time I stood up and I would even sometimes do a couple of repetitions of it. I would push my hips back, tap the front of a chair, stand up. Push my hips back, tap the front of a chair, stand up. And I'd do two or three of them before I even sat down just to try and get that movement down. So there are ways you can add little things into your day that help develop those functional movements that are really beneficial to your body long term. So if you do feel that you are someone that needs some guidance on what you can do, because I know I've shared a lot with you and I will be posting up some videos on Instagram for all of these. So stay tuned there. I'm going to be sharing these movements with some demonstrations for you to follow along to just so you can get a really clear idea of what I'm talking about. But if you want some more guidance other than those videos, you can pop in and join our at-home training program. We have launched this for folks who are in isolation to be able to move their body with quality movements that always start with a focus on mobility. Because if you haven't realized by now, I'm always going to be talking about mobility. (laughs) It's kind of my jam. (laughs) But you can jump in. It is not expensive. It is $10 dues a week, 10 Aussie dollar dues a week. So you can get active. You can have some help. You can get an understanding on how you can move your body using the basics to safely move yourself. And you can find a link in the show notes. 
that will take you to the website or you can go to our website and you can find that there. So let's recap on what we've talked about today. We've looked at the impacts that sitting has on our bodies with tightening the fronts of our legs, with pulling our shoulders forward, with kind of turning us into a little scrunched, city desky typey type person. <laughs> We've looked at why it's best to begin introducing movement safely into your life in a gradual way that keeps your body safe and helps you to start moving and keeps you moving long term. Because while it's all glittery lights and glorious fun things to see some of the stuff that people online can do, that doesn't mean that that's going to be your starting point. Not that you're never going to get there, but that you need to build the basics to get there. And we've looked at how functional movements are so important with the squat, the hinge, the lunge, the push, the pull, the carry, those six movements and how you can start to explore them and build them as a strong base for your movement, but just build them into your movements through the day to help your body stay safe. Now you can find out all of these details in the show notes. And if you want to find out more about us or get in contact, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can find us on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective. You can find Fearless Movement Collective on Instagram as fearless underscore movement underscore co. You can find non-gendered fitness on Instagram at non underscore gendered underscore fitness. And you can find me, Bowie, on Instagram as the.no.t.nb. Now, before we finish up, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who's listening to this podcast. When I started this, I never could have imagined that I could be reaching folks all around the world. It has literally blown my mind. I thought, you know, some people in Melbourne or some people across Australia would listen to me. And while there are people in Australia, I am just... So blown away that I have people who are listening in Algeria, in the Netherlands, France, Germany, New Zealand, Spain, Canada, Ethiopia, Indonesia, Italy, the UK and the US. So thank you all so much to each of you out there for tuning in, for being your amazing selves, for joining me each week. I really hope that what I'm sharing with you is I'm just helping you in some way. I'm really grateful to have you as listeners. So until next week, friends, remember, you can move in amazing ways. Take your time in discovering all the ways that you can move. Stay safe and master the basics. Have a rad as day, pals.